Hey, everybody. I've got a little bit of housekeeping here before we get into the episode about Instagram and Theology Beer Camp. So I've been getting more active on Instagram, and I just want to let you guys know, in case you want to see me make some videos where I look directly into the camera, I'm sharing some stories and posts about basically all the topics that we cover on this show over at Instagram.com slash Dan Coke. That's C-O-K-E, and the link is in the show notes. Also, Theology Beer Camp is returning in 2024, October 17th through 19th. The theme is Return of the God Pods. That is a Lord of the Rings reference, which should surprise nobody. I will be there alongside Brian McLaren, Diana Butler-Bass, the New Evangelicals, Bible for Normal People, Tony and Josh from GGCH, of course, Trip Fuller and Homebrewed Christianity, and a whole grip of others. And you can use the promo code RETURNOFYHP, all one word, for $25 off your ticket. Prices go up starting June 1st. That link will be in the notes. I hope to see a bunch of you guys there in October. It was a serious highlight of last year for me. This is not the kind of thing that I often do, uh, but this week I've got a little something, a teaser for the latest patron-exclusive episode. And the reason that I have that teaser is because Ariel's editor, Ash, uh, put it together because he's editing these patron-exclusive episodes. Um, But I'm getting ahead of myself. So the first of four gospel-centered, by which I mean, I don't mean whatever uh, a neo-reformed preacher might mean. I mean one episode per gospel, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The first of four of these episodes in which Ariel from Trans Regret Snoopy presents the Bible, uh, an excellent podcast. She's also been a former guest on You Have Permission. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. But we are doing one episode per gospel where we each bring in a passage and some thoughts and we have an organic discussion around it. And Ash put together a little five, six minute uh, teaser, a clip from uh, this most recent episode that I thought I would share on the main feed. If you want to hear the rest of the episode, as well as the upcoming three additional ones for Mark, Luke, and John, you can become a patron, patreon.com slash Dan Coke. It's five bucks a month and also gives you access to the Facebook group, which is for patrons only. Uh, we're going to be doing one of these uh, gospel-focused episodes one once per month, I think is the plan. Also, recently, Tony Jones and I, with the help of Josh Gilbert, have been doing this uh, Generation Gap Culture Hour. We just did one of those earlier this month that you can hear uh, responding to current events within Christianity. And we are planning another one for this coming month of February. And there's some other uh, really great patron-exclusive content coming in the coming months. So if you're curious what these conversations would be like, here is a clip of the Matthew conversation between Ariel and myself. What do you find compelling about this idea of the finitude in that sense or the, the kind of you know, Jesus talking to God, not talking to himself, right? Like, what do you find moving or angsty or what, what about that? Well, I think that 
Um, the word that always rattles around in my head when I read this passage is that there may be doubt. And, and there's mm. not, re- it's reading between the lines a lot. It's not, right. um, it's not exactly Jesus saying, um, are you sure you need to do this? Do you really have to? Um, but it does, it does bring in an element of a pleading for a different solution or, um, or something else that could be done. And, and in that way, I think that Jesus becomes infinitely more relatable to us as Christians when we realize that even Jesus, even the one that stepped up to, um, to be killed, to be sacrificed to, you know, for the, the, the forgiveness of sins or whatever it is that you feel that this, that the crucifixion, the resurrection did that you, um, you see Jesus in a moment of weakness. You see Jesus in a moment of doubt that I think every single one of us has experienced in some way or another. And that is, is what I think I find the most compelling about, you know, in, in, in the general sense about this passage is that we see the humanity of Jesus on full display. Um, what the implication of that is, I find really interesting, but again, I'm not really, I don't think smart enough or qualified enough to really dig in to that in a, you know, in a, in any real intelligent way. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm floored by the notion of, uh, a God walking the earth, being part of our, our everyday life, then realizing what is to be done and saying, God, please no. Yeah. I love it. I love it for the same reason you're mentioning. One, one of the questions I like, one of the ways I'm trying to look at uh, passages, wordings, theological ideas, teachings that have stuck around from within Christianity um, is this lens of like thinking of Christianity as a wisdom tradition. And by that, I mean, you know, a collection of stuff that people found helpful over hundreds of years, many, many hundreds of years. And so like, I kind of want to try and apply that lens to this before we move on of like, okay, so the people who were around Jesus, what they remember is that he was agitated that night. You know, they remember that like he was not calm and detached about his upcoming crucifixion. That's what stuck in their mind. And and they probably, like you're saying uh, very cleverly, they probably had to fill some of that in because it's just him. They don't know. He didn't write it down and mm-hmm. nobody knows what he said exactly, but they fill it in. I would imagine, you know, along the lines of the the version of him that they experienced that night and what he was like. And so what is it about that portrayal? Because there were other portrayals of Jesus at various points in Jesus's life that were kicked around. Most of them were not included in the Bible. So what is it about that portrayal that has stuck with people? What is it? What is it saying that is true or wise about the human experience? I mean, aside from the doubt, which I think the major thing is the desperation. I think that we are um, encouraged as Christians to uh, to pray in times of difficulty, but never assured as Christians that we we won't have times of difficulty. Right? Right. That Jesus is not a way out of, um, of difficulty or, um, somewhere right. you can go to avoid, uh, you know, praying to Jesus is not a way to avoid difficult times, but rather it's, um, it's solace 
in the difficult times and through the difficult times. So I think prosperity in, gospel, notwithstanding. Yes. It, yeah. But it, in, in an inspiration, in an inspirational <laughs> yeah. way, I think it helps us push through difficulty and Hell it yeah. helps us understand that we see, um, that we see Jesus in this same way experiencing in, and this again, raising a, larger, more confusing theological question of Jesus being God, having a turmoil about this thing that's about to happen to him. And does that then mean that there's inner turmoil within God in making this decision as Jesus is suddenly going, I don't know if I want to do this. But um, for us as humans, setting aside the issue of the conundrum of Jesus, like this great mystery of Jesus being man and God at the same time, as humans, uh, seeing the Savior uh, pleading, um, and then relenting and saying, but not mine, but your will be done is saying, uh, in those times of difficulty, in those times of trouble, you can pray to God. Um, you know, you can see the example of Jesus and you can, um, you can plead, uh, but ultimately you should always be, um, you should always be accepting of the will of God. If, uh, if it's God's will, then let God's will be done, and that's and that's what Jesus said. In you know, it, that's that's how we should pray. So in in a way, it's it's kind of like tying up Jesus' prayer life in a nice, neat little bow. Here's how it started, and here's how it's ending, uh, in a very tragic way, but in a way that's so consistent from from the start to the finish. Again, to hear this full episode as well as the entire back catalog of patron exclusive episodes head to patreon.com slash dan coke that link is also in the show notes and we'll see you guys next week with another main feed episode